0: Hello beings of Earth, I'm your host, Neil Verma. Welcome to eBrandcast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant econ brand. I have a really cool episode for you guys today. We're going to dive into the hard science of why and how customers make a brand choice. Why do they really pick this brand over another? and how to optimize your branding to support the neuroscience that influences customers' behavior in order to, for them to choose your brand. Also, just to let you know upfront, most of the science here comes from a book called Branding with Brains by Jocko Walvis. There's no way I'm saying his name right, so apologize for that. But I strongly encourage you to check it out if anything I talk about today piques your interest. And don't worry, you don't need to be a brain surgeon to follow along today without knowing anything about your business, I do know one thing for sure, you have competition. Which means two of the biggest challenges you face is, firstly, building brand awareness, which ensures customers know who your brand is and what you do. And then, convincing them that your brand is the superior choice. If you have been around for more than five minutes, you'll probably have heard me say at some point that consumers make decisions emotionally then use their rational mind to justify their choice afterwards. And that is why you need to build a true e-commerce brand. Branding prompts consumers to feel a defined way about your business, which influences their preference for your brand when it comes to buy-in in your category. But you might be wondering, what exactly does it mean to make a decision emotionally? As a consumer yourself, I'm sure you're aware that you have preferences and biases For certain brands. But most of us still feel ultimately we reason our way to our final choice. Unfortunately, even if you accept the critical role of emotion in purchase decisions, it can contribute to a prevalent myth about branding that it's vague, airy fairy nonsense. Particularly for e commerce entrepreneurs in the tech driven world of automation, scaling, data, and optimizing, trying to appeal to customers emotionally can feel like a waste of time. There is a tendency to look at branding as either pointless sappy ads or cynical cause marketing. In other words, at best, it's vain nonsense, and at worst, it's emotional manipulation. And again, even if you think branding might work, it can often feel like a game of chance, that brands are built by mysterious, intuitive, and creative inspiration rather than plain hard work. This is exactly why I wrote Checkout, the free book we offer here that brings you step-by-step through the brand-building process for e-commerce. And if you want to check it out yourself, you can order a copy at ebrandbook.com. This is also why I think it's important to drill down into the actual science behind emotional decision-making and why it matters to brands. On a practical level, it explains why consumers choose the brands they do. And understanding this process can help more consumers choose your brand. It might be helpful at first to substitute the word emotions for subconscious. This is a major oversimplification, obviously, but for clarity's sake, picture your mind as an iceberg. The conscious mind is the part of the iceberg you can see above the water, and it's the part of you that's aware of what you're thinking, feeling, perceiving, and experiencing in the moment. Awareness is the key here. If you are aware of it, it's your conscious mind working, which means that this is where all your rational thinking goes on. But like an iceberg, the visible part is only a small fraction of the iceberg's actual size, and about 80% of it is simply underwater. The subconscious is this part of the iceberg underwater under our awareness. Think of it as a reservoir For all the memories, feelings, attitudes, and urges that we don't know are there. But even though in any given moment we're unaware of our subconscious, it does still have a profound influence on our behavior. Where the conscious mind is associated with our reason and logic, the subconscious is associated with emotions. This distinction between the conscious and the subconscious is important because when we make a decision, Whether it's who we marry or what we choose to eat in the morning, we're only aware of what staged it in our conscious mind. We don't see the flurry of activity in our subconscious, so we don't appreciate the influence it has on our choice. But even among people who insist they make decisions objectively, neuroscience is uncovering that this is actually an illusion. Let's come back to branding, though. In the book, Branding with Brains, Walvis explains that although we believe there's a clear difference between reason and emotion, there isn't. He says the dichotomy or split between being rationally driven and subconsciously driven is a false one. He goes on to explain that what's really happening is that our brain behaves rationally, but in a subconscious way. That is, the brain's subconscious brand choices are strongly biased towards optimizing reward based on our personal goal. In other words, we all have emotional goals in our subconscious, and our actions are always a rational response to those needs. Sometimes we're aware of that goal, sometimes we're not, and so our actions or choices seem irrational. And of course, every individual will have different subconscious priorities. As a brander, understanding the unique unspoken goals of your target customers is paramount to your ability to make sure Your brand resonates with them. And just as our emotional goals form in the subconscious, the solution does as well. Neuroscience has found that our decisions are prepared in the subconscious before we become aware of it consciously. And this is what we mean when we say that consumers make decisions emotionally, then justify their decision rationally. But let's take a closer look at this process. Walrus outlines the four-step process by which customers make a brand choice. The first stage is what he calls goal activation. This means that a goal is triggered within you to meet a need. That trigger can come virtually in any form. Sometimes a physiological trigger, like the feeling of hunger or thirst. Or it can be environmental, like comparing your five-year-old Galaxy S6 to your friend's new iPhone 12 and realizing it's time for an upgrade. It might be the awareness of a problem after it causes you pain. You might start looking for solutions after getting persistent wrist pain from working at a computer all day. Sometimes, an ad can articulate a problem we weren't really aware we had. Informercials are particularly a good example of this, where they're over-exaggerated, black-and-white-before scenarios. Like people being strangled to death by tangled strings of Christmas lights, or having their eyes burnt out their heads by glare from their windshields. You had no idea that mild annoyance was life-threatening. Now you need a solution. Whatever the trigger, a goal is activated. It's also worth mentioning that often these goals are multifaceted. It's not just a goal to never again detangle Christmas lights. It's also a goal to ease frustration and save time at an already hectic time of the year. there are both functional and emotional needs embedded in any one goal, although one is usually more pronounced. Sometimes the goal is simply to change how we feel. But once a goal is activated, our subconscious mind becomes a kind of a mental search engine. It pulls up everything it can associate with the goal. This includes all the brands you're familiar with that address your problem. Now, this isn't just a matter of what brands offer a potential solution. They're also filtered by all the emotions you have associated with each brand over time. This will help your brain filter for brands that offer a solution to your functional problem and can help you meet your emotional goal as well. Our emotions, in other words, help us filter what emotions are relevant to us and what we value most in fulfilling this particular goal. Next comes stage two, the brand battle. Now that you have a goal, and your subconscious mind has gathered all the relevant options for a solution, each option battles to reach your conscious mind. Remember, this is all happening underneath your awareness. Let's take a quick step back for a minute. Most of us don't like the idea that our choices, feelings, and actions are out of our control. And the vast, vast majority of us totally identify with our conscious minds. We like to think that our identity is restricted to what we consciously know about ourselves with the horizon of our awareness, is very, very limited. Consciousness is a bottleneck. It allows us to focus and direct our energy, but it can only deal with one thing at a time. The subconscious, on the other hand, can do countless things at once. It stores everything you're not consciously considering right now. What this means for choosing a brand is that although we take in endless information about countless brands every day, with every ad we see, we can only consciously consider one at a time. The bottleneck of consciousness creates a situation where the first brand that makes it into our conscious mind very often becomes our ultimate choice. That's why stage two is so important for brands to understand, which is the mental process that decides the winner of this battle and is called automatic effective valuation. And this is just a fancy way of saying that When we interact with or encounter the same person, situation, or brand over time, we form a positive and negative association with them. The sum of those feelings become a kind of a bias or assumption which underlines our attitude or opinion of that entity. So if you've only ever felt good associating and interacting with Apple, for example, you're going to have strong positive feeling towards Apple. It's this underlying feeling about a brand that brings it to the fore, based on the goal you're trying to meet. Whichever brand most strongly fits the bill and has the most positive association in your mind will make it through the gate first. This is also what we mean when we refer to a brand as top of mind. It's an association with a category, color, feeling, or other trigger, and it's so strong that it almost always beats out other options To come to our awareness first. This is stage 3 awareness, where the winning brand enters your conscious mind. At this point, even though you had zero clue how intense a filtering and selection process has already happened behind your mind's eye, by the time you're aware of a brand, it's an outcome, not an option. And once this brand comes to mind, a process called top-down activation occurs, where all the various associations and thoughts you've had about this brand also enter your awareness. So you start thinking about and evaluating the brand and product attributes, as well as considerations like its price and accessibility. In other words, for the moment, this brand alone becomes your focus and it has least temporarily obstructs other brand options from your mind. Walvis calls this a winner-takes-all effect. It's also at this stage that although it feels like you're just considering your options for the first time, you're actually starting to justify the choice your subconscious already made. The top-down activation is your conscious mind reviewing the laundry list of reasons why this brand came to mind first and why it's probably your best choice. Finally, as a choice solidifies in your mind, you move to stage four, which is action. Now it's important to note that in this case, action doesn't mean the same thing as it would do actually in a sales funnel. Reaching stage four can mean we make a purchase, but it can also mean we talk about the brand or initiate more research about it. Walrus also knows that sometimes we reach stage four by the time we're even aware we have a goal at all. This is a case with impulse purchases where we buy before we feel we've even thought it through. You have, of course, just not consciously. For large purchases like for appliances or cars, Stage 4 only marks entering more serious deliberations. For instance, calling a car dealership to set up an appointment. It's also at this stage where your conscious mind for really the first time has some control over the process. The conscious mind can frequently, and it does, veto the choice prepared by the subconscious. You might read some reviews that put you off or hear some recommendation from a friend that feels more relevant. It will also play a big role in the decision if you're making the decision with others like a spouse or partner. Of course, if you end up rejecting the first choice your subconscious produces, that doesn't mean its job is done. Every subsequent option will be filtered through your subconscious before you can weigh it consciously. Your second and third choices, they go through the same process to reach your conscious mind as well. In order to create an effective brand, then you need to be targeting This subconscious process. Now I can hear you all recoiling. Don't worry, subconscious persuasion isn't the same as subliminal messaging. I'm not talking about trying to trick consumers into buying from your brand against their will. What I mean is branding is and always has been a subconscious phenomenon. Branding aims to get your company into a consumer's consideration set and build the right emotional associations so that you're more likely to be prepared choice the subconscious makes. And this process takes time. It's not something you can manipulate or fake, even if you wanted to. Rather, it's built up as consumers are exposed to your brand, learn more about it, and interact with it. Each one of these touch points creates the ultimate impression of your brand, which determines if your brand tops the other options in the subconscious brand battle of stage 2. This is why we describe branding as a long-term business strategy, not just an ad campaign or a logo. So how do you give yourself the best chance to come out on top of the subconscious process? Wallace explains that it's helpful to think of the subconscious mind as kind of a search engine. And just like Google uses an algorithm to find the most relevant results, the subconscious mind works in a similar fashion as well. He explains there are three factors you need to focus on to create a kind of an SEO for the subconscious of consumers. And these are relevance, coherence, and participation. Relevance means that your brand, product, or service is the best fit for helping to achieve the active goal in the consumer's mind. When a goal is activated, your subconscious looks only for the most relevant options and filters out anything that doesn't fit. This means you need to associate your brand with your target audience's subconscious goals. Hence why it's so important to do customer work in branding and understand their psychographics as well as their demographics. If you link your brand to important goals, you're more likely to be remembered when a need arises. So the more clearly you can articulate your customer's pain points, the better. What you're really doing here is signaling to the subconscious mind that your brand is the most relevant solution. A good example in e-commerce comes from Billy, a brand that offers simple, affordable self-care products for women, a product line that has expanded after they got started selling razors. One way they signal relevance is by expressing their disdain for the pink tax, the extra amount of money women pay for personal care items that are essentially the same as those sold to men. It can work as a signal to activate a subconscious goal in their target audience, to want to avoid the pink tax and to feel like they're fighting back against an unfair sexist practice. Likewise, it acts a signal to their target audience of millennial and Gen Z anti-establishment women that their products are the best way to express their beliefs. Take note that this appeal has two sides. There's a rational argument for choosing Billy, but they're careful to wrap it emotionally. The signal here isn't just a message about the pink tax. It comes through the entire personality of the brand, which is rebellious but irreverent rather than militant. They engage their customers' emotional desires to rebel against conventional wisdom and tradition. Once they've captured the attention of these customers with emotional relevance, they give the emotional goal to rebel a concrete rational edge, which allows the customer's conscious mind to justify making Billy the final brand choice. But using relevance by engaging the deeper emotional goal of being anti-establishment gets the ball rolling. Remember though, emotions are indications or relevance. They don't create relevance on their own. Again, I'll repeat, emotions are indications or relevance. They don't create relevance on their own. A unique differentiated brand promise plays a key role here because it associates your brand with a compelling reward. This is partially a survival mechanism. Our brains use dopamine, a neurotransmitter that makes us feel good. Behavior that's associated with dopamine powerfully influences our behavior. The dopamine association tells our brains that the action is biologically relevant, making our brand option more relevant in the subconscious. So, once a Billy customer makes a purchase that results in significant savings for the same quality, they get a dopamine rush. This signals to their brain that they've scored points against the anti-establishment brands that are charging this pink tax. Billy's personality and brand promise therefore work together to build emotional relevance, which also differentiates them from the competitors. And when it comes to your brand, you don't want to jump right into emotional value if your product itself doesn't fulfill its basic function. The payoff for the rational mind needs to be there as well, which is where the product attributes and quality come in. Those foundational needs may not be the ones that drive subconscious preference, but you need to meet them in order to trigger the brain's reward system, which starts to build loyalty, which is really just long-term relevance. The second factor is coherence. This is a brand's law you'll all be aware of. Our subconscious may find several brands that feel relevant, but the brain will prefer the brand who has signaled its fitness more frequently and with the most credibility. This means your branding needs to stay consistent and that every aspect of your direct-to-consumer business broadcasts your promise and differentiation. Of course, this extends to actually delivering on that promise consistently as well, which is why making sure your brand relevance does engage the reward system with both emotional and rational relevance is so important. So, resist the temptation to compromise on your brand for a short-term gain. It's just not worth it. Coherence is easier to register and maintain when you build a brand from the inside out, meaning everything in your business is driven by a core purpose, which is the fundamental of the 7C method that we teach. Everything your brand does and says has an underlying and familiar pattern to it. It helps to signal to customers what to expect from your brand. And remember, repetition is critical to memory formation. Seeing the same message, reinforces in our subconscious the associations we initially form with the brand. And the more we see that meaning repeated, the stronger the link becomes between the brand and the mind's goal. So if you want to have a sticky brand that stands out to the brain's subconscious algorithm, coherence is much needed. A good brand example for consistency is Newegg. They're an online marketplace for tech products. A large portion of the customer base are gamers and they consistently send the signal. Coherence is where your creative assets become critical and Newegg's images ditch lifestyle photos for stylized product images that highlight the tech itself. They also have a very consistent look. Gamers are known to love RGB, uh, LED lighting, and almost all their content and creative elements use colors and lighting that looks like RGB. Their content also focuses on in-depth reviews, playtests, unboxings, and live event coverage to keep customers up-to-date on the latest developments. The emotional relevance of Niue taps into the customer's desires to stay on the cutting edge of tech, which is a message the brand consistently hits in all their messaging. Finally, the third factor is participation or customer involvement. This is one area where direct-to-consumer entrepreneurs have a potential edge. As they have access to the social tools to build a meaningful online community, and to have two-way conversations with customers. Participation can take various forms. For example, fitness wearables like Fitbits, which have apps that capture and sync a user's health and exercise data. Your Fitbit profile can even be linked with friends where you can compare daily step counts and compete in daily challenges. This kind of participation with the brand experience helps the formation of new brain cells and connections. For brands, It can encourage brand participation that aligns with your brand purpose. It then strengthens the physical connections in the brain between the circuits that represent your brand and those that represent the customer's emotional goals. In other words, it makes your brand many times more memorable and more likely to be activated along with the goal when it's triggered. This is also why branders talk a lot about the importance of brand experience. The more enriching your participation, the better it is, meaning the more immersive the experience, the more memorable your brand. This is where emerging tech like augmented reality and virtual reality offer some exciting opportunities for e-commerce. Brands like Glossier and Warby Parker have introduced augmented reality apps that allow customers to try on products virtually and create a more active brand experience. The more engaging and immersive the experience, the better. Studies have shown that brand interactions that happen in an enriched environment create twice as many new brain cells. Participation opportunities that promote learning also stimulate the new brain connections. For instance, Bellroy, an e-commerce brand that sells leather goods like wallets with a minimalistic ethos, they don't just sell their products, they're continually teaching customers how to get the most out of them. Product pages have in-depth use case descriptions of every feature. They also have video tutorials and content that teaches you to slim your wallet. This doesn't just make sure your satisfaction increases with product, but it also reinforces their brand association with their customer's subconscious goal of minimalism of getting back to the essentials. One other note about brand experience. You want to avoid creating stress in brand interactions as much as possible. Stress impairs our ability to form memories and it will degrade the connections between a brand and a customer's emotional goals. Obviously, there's significant overlap between relevance, coherence, and participation. They act as strengthening agent to each other. And although I've talked about them like they're separate concerns, hopefully you recognize that they're all part of the larger discipline of branding, which aligns with so many new discoveries of neuroscience. And that emotional decision-making is a real phenomenon That branders need to be aware of branding is the seo strategy of the subconscious mind and it needs to be optimized to survive the four steps of brand selection which is goal activation the brand battle awareness and action by building relevance coherence and participation into your brand you're giving yourself the best chance to be your audience's brand of choice according to neuroscience again if you want some more information about branding specifically for e-commerce businesses, you can order a copy of our free branding book checkout at ebrandbook.com. You've been listening to ebrandcast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant e-com brand. If you've enjoyed today's show, please let us know. We'd love the feedback and we'll read every review we get. Not just that, but since our podcast is brand new, reviews help us a lot. Increase the visibility of the podcast and help us reach more entrepreneurs like yourself. More importantly, your suggestions let us know what we're doing well and what we can improve upon. So please post your thoughts. And as a thank you for taking the time, we're offering everyone who leaves us a review, free lifetime access to the 7C Canvas platform. It's an online tool that allows you to fill out, save and share as many versions of the 7C Canvas as you can come up with what's the 7c canvas it's the ultimate one-pager building block technique to create an e-commerce brand strategy it accompanies our flagship 7c method that's the perfect companion for our book checkout getting access is an easy three-step process first post a review on apple podcast five stars is always welcome second take a screenshot of your review and finally email your screenshot to reviews at ebrandbuilders.com and we'll reply back with instructions to access the new home of your brand strategy. Can't wait for the next new episode and want to hear more. You can find all our past episodes at ebrandcast.com and you can make sure you never miss a new episode by subscribing. Thank you again for tuning in today. See you in the next one. Bye for now.